This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Christian perspective on the news does not necessarily reflect the opinions of Radio K Pulpit or the on-air presenter, but is the independent viewpoint of the visual contributor. Please send an email to info at kpulpit.co.za should you have any further inquiries. Christian Perspective on the News. Time to connect with Dr. Peter Hammond. He's the founder of Frontline Fellowship, the Reformation Society, Africa Christian Action, and the William Carey Bible Institute. Glad to see you've got electricity. Good morning, Dr. Hammond. Good morning. Yes, well, um, considering the State of the Nation address of last night is on everyone's mind, one of the states of the nation is that Eskom's the power of darkness. Some people have said, what's the difference between South Africa under the ANC and the Titanic? Well, when the Titanic went down, the lights were all on. And uh, again, what's the difference between organized crime and the government? Well, organized crime is organized. And the difference between the mafia and the ANC? Well, the mafia turns a profit. So we had a SONA State of the Nation address last night, and uh, it wasn't an honest State of the Nation. Uh, the Bible says, without a vision, the people perish. Mm. It also says in Psalm 33, verse 5, the Lord loves righteousness and justice. Psalm 89, verse 14, righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Love and faithfulness go before you. Proverbs 16, 12. It is an abomination for kings to commit wickedness, for a throne is established by righteousness. Christ's government is built upon justice and righteousness, we read in Isaiah 9, verse 7. We commanded in Amos 5, verse 15, hate evil, love good, maintain justice in the courts. It is so important that we have justice, and yet the real state of the nation is that uh, we are worse off in every way, um, than we were six years ago uh, when President Ramaphosa came to power. And yes, every year we get uh, some kind of self-serving congratulation list on so-called successes. And uh, especially this year being an election year, we can see the ruling party is trying to uh, convince us that they're the best solution for the country, even though they've been the problem for the last 30 years. And the picture of the nation is actually not as good as the present pace of last night. He tries to suggest that we're better off in every way, and yet we're actually practically worse off. So just take, for example, that in 1994, when Nelson Mandela became president, we had 70,000 commercial farmers who were feeding 100 million people, which is a phenomenal achievement. Our population at that stage was 28 million. Well, the population has doubled since We have over 60 million population, and we only have 30,000 commercial farmers now, and they're feeding 40 million people, which is also a great accomplishment for 30,000 commercial farmers. Yet our population has doubled to 60 million, so we're not feeding 100 million. We're not feeding our population. We were feeding four times more than our population back in 94. We're now feeding only 40 million but our population is 60 million. Therefore, we now have to become a food importer when we used to be a major food exporter. That's a problem. But it's not only that, it's the electricity situation. We never used to have such power failures. Also, the economy. When President Zuma, who's much maligned, was uh, present, 
the economy wasn't great, but it was at least growing every year. Since Ramposa came to power, the economy has been consistently in the negative. We've been declining economically. And of course, the power failures are much worse now than they ever were before. And yet, when Cyril Ramposa was vice president, one of his primary tasks was to solve the ESCOM crisis. And they keep talking about solving the crisis. But about the only solution that I can see is that we privatize because every state-operated enterprise is a disaster, whether you're talking about the post office, which everyone knows has collapsed, or um, whether we're talking about South African Airways, which used to be one of the finest airlines in the world and got completely looted. When the president talks about state capture, but state capture was done entirely by his party. The African National Congress is actually a cancer. It's no accident that the middle letters of cancers, A and C, and so when I referred to government, I put a small C, a capital A and C, and a small ER, because it is a cancer. It doesn't contribute to the health of the country. It only is adding corruption. And like a parasitic tick, they are just sucking the blood out of everyone and not enhancing the health of the body. They are like a cancer, like a tick, like a blood-sucking parasite. You think of the word politics, poly, many ticks, blood-sucking parasites. Well, we certainly have a lot of blood-sucking parasites um, involved in politics right now. When I went to school, uh, we had a member of parliament as a history teacher in my school in Bulawayo, and uh, Mr. Reese Davies and said, sir, how can you be a member of parliament and a school teacher? He said, we don't get paid for being members of parliament. We need a real job too. Well, now being a member of parliament with town council is more like a get-rich-quick scheme. And it didn't used to be like that. And that has changed. Now, when they talk about national health care, how about this? How about a law that states that all government cabinet ministers must use the state hospitals? I mean, how about that? that? But they don't even believe in their own product. They go to private hospitals while they expect us to support their uh, tax system, which is basically giving us inferior hospitals and long queues and poor service. So I don't see how a country that has destroyed the infrastructure to such an extent that we have hours of power failure every day can be trusted with the National Health Service, especially when the government ministers, even the Minister of Health, won't use the government's hospitals. Why is it they use private hospitals, but we are meant to be using the state hospitals, which our taxes pay for, and they're trying to take away choice? Well, how when they said, well, we need equality in, in uh, medical health. How about this? How about equality in civil service pay? How about all cabinet ministers and government uh, members get the same pay as every other civil servant? Link the payment of government ministers to the same as for school teachers, firemen, policemen, and nurses. Wouldn't that be better? If they're going to talk about equality when it comes to medical care, how about equality when it comes to French benefits and salaries, uh, because our government costs a lot, but they don't actually do much. In fact, if they were if they were providing all the services required and that they keep talking about, you know, we were hearing about bullet trains and smart cities and previous speeches, so many things that Silver Imposer promises just don't happen. Every year we hear about some great plans and so on, and it's, it's like more of the same. These state and nation addresses are basically... A fantasy and um, it's electioneering on this particular occasion.
is trying to give the impression of a successful government when all of us can see the infrastructure is collapsing, railways not working, uh, squatter camps on railway tracks, uh, complete breakdown of law and order on so many different levels. Uh, but when we have power failures for several hours a day, that undermines the economy for everyone. The best way that the government can actually improve the economy is relax the taxes. In fact, cut a whole lot of taxes, uh, make tax havens even, that will deal with unemployment. Uh, the president spoke about the problem of, uh, of power failures, what he calls load shedding, scheduled power failures. I don't want to use the word power failures because it is a failure. Um, they're using the word load shedding, but load shedding is not honest. Load shedding suggests you've got so much, you're giving a whole lot away free, but they're not giving away electricity free. Electricity now costs 10 times more than it did um, back 30 years ago, and it's, in fact, much less reliable and they're producing less electricity now than they were in 1994. It's absolutely shocking, uh, the, uh, the failures on so many different levels uh, that we are being given. But then unemployment. Do you know, for every year that the ANC has been in power, they've added another million to the unemployed ranks. So we had just over 2 million unemployed in 1994. Now we've got over 30 million unemployed. So 30 years of ANC rule and we've got a million more unemployed for every single year they've been in power. And that's the real state of the nation. The state of the nation is state capture, corruption, inefficiency, cadre deployment, BBB, EE, affirmative action, racial quotas, which is a cover for massive corruption. It doesn't help the bulk of the population. It just uh, helps those who are politically connected. And it's a cover for massive corruption on a colossal industrial scale. And as the African Union points out, we have got a colossal amount of corruption. Something in the region of a trillion rand is stolen by corruption every year by government. And that is 10 times more than all the foreign aid received. We don't need foreign aid. All we need is to reduce the corruption by 10%, and that would equal it really. Imagine if we could reduce the corruption 50%. So promises from a politician aren't very helpful. How can you tell when a politician is lying? His lips move. And even when he dies, he lies still. And what we are seeing at the moment is a huge amount of, of politics, um, many blood-sucking parasites, and when we hear about the promises in the state of the nation, what we need is an honest state of the nation report, which would be along the line of national repentance, as we read in the book of Israel and Nehemiah. Without a vision of people perish, we need a biblical vision, a vision of righteousness, a vision of uh, what God wants for this country. And... As Christians, we need to be standing for returning to the Bible. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from the wicked ways, then when I hear from heaven, I will forgive this and, and heal their land. We want God to bless our nation. But for him to heal our nation, we need him to hear our prayers and forgive our sins. And he says there are four things we must do for him to do that. We need to humble ourselves, pray, seek God's face, turn from our wicked ways. That would be a good state of the nation address. We need to have a national call for repentance. But there hasn't been a national day of repentance 
a national day of prayer called by the president since the time of P.W. Porter. In the last 30 years, there hasn't been any national day of prayer or repentance called by the government. That would be, I think, the most important, helpful state of the nation address. That's the voice of Dr. Peter Hammond. He's the founder of Frontline Fellowship, the Reformation Society, Africa Christian Action, and the William Carey Bible Institute. Dr. Hammond, always grateful for your inputs. Have yourself a really great day and a restful weekend. Thank you. God bless. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.